How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the Goose Gossip Podcast. I'm your host, Levi Gerke. I have an Instagram page that keeps you updated on all new episodes as well as upcoming things. I'd like to take this time to thank my sponsors, first being Webfoot Waterfowl. They make an absolutely amazing lanyard. So if you are in the need for a lanyard, go to their website, webfootwaterfowl.com. So if you purchase through Webfoot, make sure to use the code GOOSE15. That's the code GOOSE15. It will give you 15% off their lanyards. Also, go check out Ultimate Automotive Mobile Detailing. Tristan does a tremendous work. If you're from the Mitchell, South Dakota region or nearby and want your vehicle brought back to new, give him a call at 605-933-9020. I'd like to thank you all for listening to the Goose Gossip Podcast. Hope you all enjoy and take care. Welcome back, folks, to another episode of the Goose Gossip Podcast, and on the line today with me is Connor Brockhouse. Connor, dude, how's it going, my man? It is going awesome. How are you doing? <laughs> dude, I'm doing just fine. Where are you at right now, Connor? I uh, just actually pulled home from work, and I uh, cracked a bush light apple, so I'm uh, having a good night. Yeah, dude, the bush apples just came back. Why not have one? You know, I guess I haven't really um really ventured out to the the bush apples i've had one and i was like hmm not my not my taste but i guess you know i i highly recommend it to anyone just because it's a perfect summertime drink uh you crack her open and you're uh ready ready for the day whether it's in the morning or in the afternoon it's go time you get after the yellow jackets at all because that's that's the go-to for me that's what i'm i'm cranking at right now so yellow jackets you know there's nothing wrong with that i'd rather have a bush light normal bush light but uh whatever floats your boat right exactly well you're out west river of me so i you know i'd have thought yellow jackets would be just the go-to thing for west river boys <laughs> yeah yellow jackets and cowboys they kind of go to, go together pretty well you know you're not so much a cowboy you're more of a bow and arrow towards a fucking deer more or less than a cowboy huh <laughs> yeah i guess you could say that <laughs> the old fucking indian er, native american <laughs> style and creeping up on them hey that's the best way to do it fuck you you do really well at it and i've spoke highly about you brockhouse boys doing it and hell i get chip, i get kind of jealous on the instagram and sometimes i just don't like your photos no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> you know it uh it takes a lot of hard work and dedication to uh let alone find a big deer and then get them killed. You know, it, it takes a lot, a lot of your time. That's for sure. Is there a lot of traveling distance from your, from your home that you live right now to where you actually harvest your deer or is it you know, nearby? Uh, it all depends, I guess. Um, when it comes to meal deer, if I'm hunting South Dakota, it's usually about a two and a half hour drive from my home place here. So it's not bad. I mean, it's in, very easy to do on the weekends whereas on the weeknights you know it's not really a thing that you can bring into the equation but weekends it's all go go time and uh just kind of go from there i guess you guys are constantly on the road even yourself so how does 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 your happiness like almost like always there or is it a constant just effort and you get kind of drugged down by the outdoors or do you never just want to stop you just constantly mm -hmm. want to go no, dude, I never get drugged down from this lifestyle. If I could, I'd do it 24-7. I am absolutely so in love with it. I could be on the road all, all the time and be perfectly happy with myself. That's awesome. Where's your Where's your first adventure this year then for the outdoors? Hunting season's kind of right around the corner, so what's the first skip for you then? Um. Well, to kick it off, actually here in a couple days i'm flying out to alaska for a diy caribou hunt so i'm pretty pumped about that never been to alaska before never hunted caribou so it's going to be quite the experience you know it's kind of going to be a vacation slash hunt all in one so i'm pretty pumped about that you know i did see that on your instagram story and it kind of flew past me when i asked that question but yeah that's very unique and cool and do you think you're going to get to the point where you're going to harvest one or are you just optimistic about just the experience you know, it would be awesome to uh, harvest one. Uh, I'm looking forward to more of the experience than anything, but if I can kill a caribou to put the 
icing on the cake, that would be freaking awesome. Now, have you been to Alaska before, or is this your first come to Alaska's, you know, nature? Yep. No, this is my first time. Never wow. been to Canada, never been to Alaska. So we were able to book some flights for ridiculously cheap, and that was kind of what stemmed it, the whole trip. You you and your father are going to be going up there then, or you got some buddies that you going up there with? No, yeah, so it's going to be Caden, uh, Cody, Dad, and I, so it's going to be us four going up there. You know, that's so unique, the stuff that you guys do as a family. You guys just went on that black bear hunt, now you guys are going on a caribou hunt. Damn, dude, like, I envy you guys for that, and you guys stick together and constantly do this stuff day in and day out. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it is pretty sweet. It's kind of, I guess... Um, we would uh spend our quality time together per se that's what we we like to do we like to go out and kill shit so it kind of works out well is mom mom never gets upset sitting at the house alone when you guys are out no out I, venturing. Think she like, I think she likes her alone time more than anything <laughs> yeah three 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 sarcastic young boys yeah i'd, I'd want my alone <laughs> time too well cody don't cody's not at the house anymore not so much anymore is he no, no, he's up, he's up north with his woman, or soon-to-be wife now. Right, no kidding. They get married here coming up, don't they? Yeah, they freaking picked about the worst weekend out of the year, September 11th. That's, no. that's the weekend to kill a big meal deer. And, you know, if it wasn't my brother, I probably wouldn't be in the wedding. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have just rejected it. You got the box, and you open up the, the <laughs> yeah. groomsmen, and you're like, sorry, no, I can't do this. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'll be exciting. So where does... Where does it all lie for you guys' family? Is it is it just a constant battle to get to the next adventure? Or is it just, oh, hey, we're going to go here now? You know, um, I would say it's kind of like a 50-50 type thing on that uh, scenario. Because we'll plan out, you know, I have all these hunts planned out for the year. But then I also have these weekends that I could fill in. So, like, last year, Snoot and I were... It was a Friday. I got off work early and I, he got off school early and, uh, picked him up from school. And I'm like, all right, where are we going this weekend? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, well, pack your shit. We're heading, we're heading out. We started heading East on the interstate and decided we're heading to Nebraska, bought a tag that night, woke up the next morning, found a badass melee buck and, uh, had him killed by uh, sundown that night. Wow. Just a, just by the gist of anything. Oh yeah. We'll just pick, we'll just pick a spot on the map. And if we're ready to go somewhere, that's where we're going. No one's stopping us. Didn't you apply for a state and then you didn't get it this year? I seen it on your Instagram stories for like yeah, a, for um, a year, I think it was. Yes. Uh, so Snoot and I applied for, or Snoot Dad and I applied for Montana for deer. We were going to go elk, but you know, I love meal deer so much that it's uh, it's kind of hard to put elk in the in the in the equation right now. So we just applied for the deer tag, and supposedly there was like a 30% increase in uh, non-resident applications for Montana. So we didn't get to draw that when normally I draw it every year. So we were kind of bummed out about that. I remember when Snoot was on the, on the, the round table, not, not too long ago, actually it was quite a few episodes ago um, that he said mule deer is harder than whitetail. Is that, is that your favorite too? That white or mule deer is harder to hunt than whitetail? You know, um, I, I would agree and I would disagree. So you get a, a mule deer under four years old, you, just about anyone could go out and kill them. That's how they kind of get a bad rap for themselves because okay. they are dumb as fuck when they're four years old or younger. I mean, I could go out and kill one any day of the week. Whereas when you get in the older age class deer, you know, in that five, six, seven, eight years old, I think mule deer are one of the most challenging animals to spot and stalk with your bow, hands down. I mean, there's a reason why they got that old, just like whitetails, but I feel like mule deer, where they're living, the way they live, it's just more, it's it's tougher, but yet I love it so much at the same time. Right. So now hunting with your family, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but like say Snoot and you go out, is there a lot of bickering that happens or is it literally just a blast and you guys all just have over the years have just connected really well or is there some hardships and everything with family? Um, you know, there's not really hardships at all. It's mainly just a way of getting the family together and, uh, you know, having a good time, whether it's goat camp or deer camp, we just get together and we go kill stuff. And usually it's all happy times. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone has their moments, right. but for the most part, it's uh, it's a good time. What's your favorite part about, you know, signing up these new adventures and going with your family? Is it just that 
that new place and that new adventure or is there something special about going out with your family you know it's just uh it's a couple reasons i mean number one just not knowing like what is this what is this going to be like you know kind of like what you just said the new adventure aspect of it wanting to get out and discover new places learn new things that type of way and um you know just being together whether it's with my family or with buddies just the camaraderie is awesome i love it so much now so you've almost taken deer hunting to the next level and kind of dropped the old waterfowl a little bit is that is that a a correct um statement or is that a wrong statement for me to say that um you know when it comes to uh honkers and docks uh you know i have kind of fallen off a little bit because i i mean i can i would pretty much i could kill them with the bat that's how i look at it they're kind of dumb in my opinion but don't get me wrong right right respect i respect the waterfall hunters that grind their ass off for that it's just not my cup of tea but like cody and now that i'm friends with cole pep they're obviously huge into the waterfall thing so i'll probably you know get dabble back into it a little bit um for sure for sure honkers I mean, I wouldn't mind getting on a couple duck shoots too. And uh, I actually really, really love shooting snow geese. I mean, those snow geese are one of my favorite things to hunt, actually. They're like one of the the, the hardest in the waterfowl, I think. Oh, yeah. That's how, I mean, that's why I think I love them so much, just because the amount of work that goes into a successful hunt, not even a successful hunt, just getting the spread set out, finding a good feed or a water scenario, whatever you want to set up on just it's insane the amount of work that you goes into it and when you finally get rewarded it it's just nothing like it dude i can't envy you enough for being a bow hunter because um i've always wanted to get into deer hunting or to into deer hunting and i've shot two deer in my life and i'm not going to say what size they were they were does just not going to bring it up anyways <laughs> so i i really want to think if i would go for hard or go for it hard like deer hunting it'd be bow hunting and i asked like your brothers and stuff like that and eli and and stuff like that if I should buy a bow and everything and they said absolutely and I'm like gosh it's just like constantly I get told to do it I mean what's the number one thing to like almost get into it in the beginning for bow hunting like what do you mean wise like bow wise or just like animal wise or what are you talking about I guess like just putting your foot in the door it doesn't matter what what kind of bow or whatever you buy I mean there's tons of bows out there and brands but I'm saying like like to be successful or not be successful but at least try to be successful like on your first few hunts like what's the few first tips that you would throw at somebody for bow hunting that that you've learned over the years that you need to be successful i guess right right um a couple different things number one if you're new to bow hunting whether you're new to it or you're a veteran at it um just you know practice 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 with that bow because when it comes down to the final moments there's all of that summertime practice will pay off because there is your nerves are going to be through the roof. The adrenaline is going to be crazy. You need to be able be comfortable, you know, with your bow for that type of scenario. And to be in that scenario, you got to scout. I mean, don't get me wrong. People can get lucky. I get lucky. Lots of people get lucky, but a lot of it goes into scouting. If you know where deer are hanging out, at least, you know, whether wherever they're bedding, just, their general area that they like to hang around and that is key. That's going to get you one step closer to killing your first deer with a bow when you know where they are. Right. And, and scouting goes huge for, for anything in the outdoors that you're going to try to kill. You know what I mean? Cause if, yep. if you can't learn that animal, then you're not going to be able to chase that animal down because they're, they're wild. They move, they, they graze, they do everything that they want. So, but yeah. So, so what's, was there ever a turning point in your life where when you were using your bow that, you know, you, you killed that big mule deer and then the instant, like just your heart just dropped and you're like, Oh my God, this is, this is the shit. This is what I want to do for the next 30 years of my life or as long as I can live. Was there ever, can you point it down to one deer that you shot with that moment? Yeah, it was, uh, it was probably when I was about, Oh, I think I was 14 or 15. One of those years, it was my first decent sized mealie and um, le- first mealie buck, actually. And it scored and like I, 190. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He was like, he was like 240, I think, if I remember correctly. <laughs> <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> 
<laughs> no, but um, that 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 deer got my uh, got my wheels turning. Um, I had I killed a mealy doe. I freaking shot it in the neck somehow, but it was I was just kind of all over the board shooting whatever I could with my bow. I mean, another little off subject here, but another tip for uh, people getting the bow hunting: shoot as much shit as you can. I don't care if it's rabbits. If you get ten doe tags, just keep shooting stuff. Get your get your your mind and your body used to shooting a bow especially but, after um, blood oh yeah yeah but go on but um it, yeah back to the first deer um i was uh it was a solo hunt it was like my first ever solo hunt and i i was young didn't really know what i was doing at all i mean my dad has taught me so much but still you know you you learn i still learn something new every time i go out but i uh found this mealy buck and at the time i thought he was about 240 <laughs> you know i was like holy crap this thing's huge and i uh stalked in on him and shot him at under 20 yards just freaking point blank my heart was rushing and when i finally killed that deer with my bow it just i immediately knew this is what i love most which was bow hunting meal there i mean there is nothing the, like the feeling you get when you stock up to a giant buck i mean even on does i freaking lose it when you stock up to something that doesn't even know you're there and you get to stick an arrow in it it is it is pretty awesome so from that point on what did you start doing to provide yourself with the skill levels that you have now to this day at your age what did you start doing immediately right away in your life where you wanted to keep doing this and perform even better each year I uh, started grinding really hard, and by that, I mean starting, I consider my June month kind of my free month, you know, go hang out with the boys, drink some beers, but right after July 4th, I am out every single weekend, a lot of the weeknights, scouting, finding new places, and by the time season rolls around September 1st, usually I have a really big deer found by then, and that gets me one step closer than half of the yohos out there that are just getting started come september 1st whereas i already know where a deer is and i'm gonna sneak into his bedroom and kill him in his bed opening morning type thing so the places that you go you probably don't run into yahoos or whatever you just said <laughs> i kind of giggled that thing what did you say <laughs> yahoos yeah yahoos just like the your uh your your uh other people out there that you know try kind of are right yeah doing whatever they are doing so so how so it's scouting is this a night and day difference for you of that you oh yeah i mean when i started when i started putting the time in during the summer months and scouting my ass off your success rate on big deer goes up significantly so how many takes do you get a year for the south dakota west river then so i just so i'll get my south dakota west river archery and then south dakota east river archery and then um like last year, I got lucky and pulled a muzzleloader tag, which was statewide. But uh, for the most part, it's just my two archery tags. Um, maybe you'll get a rifle tag if you're lucky. But when I draw a rifle tag, I usually just shoot them with my bow anyway. So year in and year out, it changes every time how fast you fill those tags. Or is it, are you been pretty consistent on, you know, finding a deer, stocking up on it, and then harvesting or killing it, however you perceive it, you know? Yeah, so um, it, it varies so much. I mean, so many, rarely do you get on a hunt where it's, uh, you know, textbook perfect, as you'd say. Mm -hmm. But uh, it varies so much. I mean, like last year, I shot the buck that I was after um, right away, or actually opening morning, I had to go shoot geese because the wind was bad to go into my, uh, my deer's bedroom. So I ended up shooting him the second day of season or whatever, and uh, hit him. It's a long story. I uh, kind of got unlucky. My broadhead uh, didn't perform at its fullest, so I ended up he ended up taking the arrow, and I found him two weeks later with the arrow still in him and killed him. But um, the year before, I mean, I killed my deer October thirty first. The previous year, I killed him September. It's usually in that September October. By the time I have my archery tags filled, though, when you're doing these hunts, are you doing solos or is it help to have, you know, a brother or a best friend come with you? You know, so when I go out um, to find the deer, I I will bring, you know, a brother or a buddy with me. 
to help glass and, you know, maybe um, find the deer that I'm looking for and guide me in during my stalks. But when I am stalking the deer, I go completely solo just because I like to do things the way that I've learned works best for me. Mm-hmm. So I like to just go in alone and um, maybe have a buddy sitting up on the ridge a mile away watching the whole thing go down. But uh, for the most part, I just go in there solo and uh, try to get the job done. How far do you think over your years of, you know, hunting these animals or these deer, how far do you think their sight goes where they can see your movement, you know, on a hillside or something like that? How far does their eyesight actually go? You know, it uh, it all depends on what type of uh, animal you are pursuing. And it also, you know, depends on conditions, what that day is like. True. So like antelope, for instance, um, their eyesight is really incredible. I mean, they can almost see 360 it's absolutely nuts and you could be walking up on a ridge a mile away and they'll see out there and immediately bolt whereas you get a meal deer uh, or a whitetail per se their vision is still really good don't get me wrong but they're not gonna you know bolt right when they see a mile away it's gonna be more once you kind of start getting within that half mile range and even then you never want to you know present your body in an open scenario that they can see it fully if you're looking to go in and stalk that deer even if you're not even looking to stalk that deer if it's just kind of in the general area because you really don't want to bump deer you know when you're in in inside of the deer's bedroom that makes a lot of sense and i've heard a lot of thing about you know pronghorns and stuff like that that their eyesight is absolutely just ridiculous like you said um it sounds like your knowledge is almost like soul surpass like so many people with with a four-legged animal you know white tail mule deer pronghorn all that stuff do you ever see yourself at the age of maybe starting a guide business for this stuff or is it just going to be you don't want to go to that side and and ruin what you love so much about it yeah so um you know i uh i guide turkey hunters um just because it's you know you can you, you can never predict a wild animal but I would say turkeys, you could predict more than uh, anything else. Whereas deer and antelope, I mean, it would, it, I don't think I could ever see myself starting up my own guide business. Number one, just because I don't have the land to, and it would cost a lot of money to lease it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I work for somebody, I might consider it, but I just don't want to burn myself out of the big game side of things with stressing my body out too much, trying to get these clients on these world-class deer and antelope so what do you plan to do with the with the future of your life then like kind of like a five-year plan i've been asking people what's kind of your five-year plan then since like do you want to be something in the outdoors or are you literally just going to do something outside of the outdoors and enjoy everything of the outdoors yeah so um you know i'm a salesman right now and then i'll be uh going to guide for dirty bird down in uh, arkansas for a little bit and then after that uh, i'll guide my turkey hunters and then i'm thinking about maybe uh getting into uh, excuse me getting into real estate um kind of something along those lines just because you're your own boss type thing i hate i hate being controlled under somebody else making somebody else uh, money type thing whereas if you're if you can get in the real estate side of things, um, you can be your own boss. You can make however much money you want. You can have your own time schedule. Um, but if I did get presented the opportunity to be in an outdoor industry in the, in the right type of scenario, I would definitely jump at the chance just to get to know more people in the industry and, uh, kind of, uh, learn that way of life. How, how has your adventures been being in the industry over the years then as a, as a younger gentleman? And I'm, I'm not speaking down to you because I'm young myself. So, I mean, how has it been, you know, throughout the years of meeting new people and what you think your eyes lay on, like how the industry has laid out over the years? You know, I think it's, um, I think it has changed quite a bit um, just from the time that I've started uh, getting into it. I mean, back in the day, it really didn't matter what you had. Social media wasn't a big thing. You just kind of went out and you did your own thing. And, you know, your people were happy with shooting their dough. Whereas nowadays, I mean, social media is uh, great in so many aspects, but it is also frowned upon in different, um, in different types of things, you know, whereas 
nowadays you see all these people, you know, shooting these giant world-class deer and, you know, you got your younger kid just getting into the outdoor industry thinking, oh, I need to go shoot something like that or I'm going to be looking for something like that. When no, realistically, you need to go out and you need to have fun. You need to shoot a doe, a fun, whatever makes you happy, makes you happy. Yeah, because there's more animals out there that produce each year, year in and year out. doesn't matter what you pull the trigger on or pull your bow back on. Because no matter what, like you just said, if the happiness is for you and lies with you, then do that. Don't give a fuck what everybody else does. You know, you might get to that point where you might be able to shoot that world-class deer. But if you down yourself constantly and always be searching for that world-class rather than working up to that world-class, you're never going to get to that world-class. If that, I don't know if I just stumbled my words, no. but you get what I'm saying? Oh, no, I 100% agree with you and not saying I shoot and world-class deer, but I'm slowly working my, I mean, I started out down shooting does, I mean, shooting rabbits, I remember shooting little birds from the moment that I picked up a bow, I've been shooting so much stuff and then just kind of slowly working my way up to shooting, you know, pretty respectable deer and heck, I still even love shooting does. Right. Well, and like I said at the beginning, I said I was jealous of like your Instagram posts. Like, obviously, I'm not like pissed that you're doing that, but I know you guys. Like, I know you, you and Snoot, like, and Cody just absolutely put so much work in, not just in one year, but you guys have been putting work in for over the whole years. And I absolutely love seeing when you guys harvest a big deer because it's like, I know that you guys did it right. I know you guys snuck up and fooled that animal with all your heart. And that's the reason why I like watching your guys' social media base because you guys do everything right and do nothing wrong, in my opinion. You guys might do some wrong, but there's not in my <laughs> eyes. You know, I mean, there might be some wrong in other people's eyes, but I don't give a well, shit. Well, we're, uh, yeah, uh, thank you for that. And we're actually um, going to be starting kind of our own little YouTube channel here this you year. You should. You really should. Yeah, we're, we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to start filming stuff. Actually, our first hunt that we're going to film is this Alaska trip. So, we're pretty pumped to kind of get in, go. in that um, side of those things, you know, as in the filming industry, kind of getting to learn new things, I guess you could say, and uh, being able to share our experiences, our hunts with all these other younger generation, even older generation, just anyone who likes watching good camaraderie and uh, some stuff getting killed. I think you guys will kill it doing that YouTube thing. You guys going to call it B3 Outdoors, Brock House Times 3? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, that is a bad idea. I think, uh, I don't really know what we're going to call it. Just whatever hits us that day, that's what we're typing in, and that's what we're going to roll with. Exactly. Just go with the flow. Let it happen. There's nothing to beat up. Well, you, I'll be looking for that social media uh, copy and link paste to get on that YouTube, and I'll be on my iPad or my my laptop fucking just watching that video like crazy because like i said <laughs> you brockhouse boys cheese me the hell out and whenever you guys are around it's a fucking hoot i fucking love it when oh yeah we're, come around. you know when we when my buddies and i or when my brothers and i get around each other we we turn pretty dumb but it's kind of funny <laughs> at the same time <laughs> it was kind of funny the last time that well i ran into you and mitchell not too long ago but before that we were at um we had trey trey uh hone's house and i just walked into the the garage and they were having to get together and there you and snoot were and i'm like what the fuck are you guys doing here and it was just like you guys just drove four hours to drink some beers and you're like yeah we just came to hang out for a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we love doing that kind of stuff i mean obviously we woke up the next morning and uh did a did some snow goose hunting but we like to drink beers at night and kill shit during the day. Yeah, you guys definitely get after the snow goose. So you guys, yeah, you guys do usually during the snow goose season jump over here to the the Mitchell region, but you guys don't hunt around the Mitchell region a lot. But I mean, you get yeah, what no, we here. we kind of spread ourselves all throughout wherever. I mean, wherever we find the birds. But uh, yeah, we've uh, we've really my my dad kind of got us into it when we used to live in Minnesota and then when we moved out to Western South Dakota, we kind of got out of it because obviously there's not much of a flyway for snow geese out no. Western South Dakota. So we kind of got out of it and then got the itch real bad, started buying some decoys again. And uh, now we're really getting big into it. I freaking I love chasing snow geese during the spring. Number one, just because I don't think I can really chase anything else. And number two, just I love the grind. It almost seems like your dad chases, you know, waterfowl and obviously still with you guys, but he does a lot of big game with you guys, but he, he gets after the waterfowl still with you guys, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Yep. He, uh, he definitely does it, uh, quite a bit, uh, probably 
a lot more than I do. Um, mainly just cause Cody, you know, he, uh, he grinds it out hard. He can, he, he kills the hell out of birds. He's really good at it. And that kind of, that's the only reason why I actually still waterfall hunt a little bit is just cause him, he invites me on these hunts and I, I really do enjoy it. I just, the reason I don't think I like it near as much is cause I don't, he, he calls me up on a Friday night and he's like, Hey, you want to come shoot these geese? I'm like, sure. I guess I have nothing else going on. And I go sit in a layout blind and these pandas come flying into the spread and sit on my boot bag and I shoot them in the face. Whereas if I, if I, you know, scouted and did the whole grind in it, I think I would enjoy it more. I think that's why so many waterfall hunters enjoy doing it just because you know, the work that goes into it and you finally get rewarded. So if I was to, I think I'd be really into waterfall hunting. If I put the effort into it, I just, uh, I'm more on the big game side of things. It almost sounds like you just over the years have just took a side of enjoying the process of something else more than the other. And it, and like, oh. you, like you said, with the goose hunting, like you obviously would love it more if you did the whole process. Yep. Yep. I, uh, the, uh, like you just said, I mean, the process, everything that goes into whatever you are hunting, whatever you're, it doesn't even have to be hunting, whatever you're doing, just enjoy the process, enjoy the little things that you're doing and it'll make whatever you're getting out of the, whatever you're doing so much better. It'll make it so much more rewarding. If you enjoy the little things. You ever going to come back to around my side, the better side, east side, or you ain't coming oh, back to the east okay, side now. anymore. Oh, 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 <laughs> that's, 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 that's <laughs> a little South Dakota rival right here on the fo- on the folks. Yeah, I think we could. I think we could uh, take a poll uh, to any of the listeners, and they would agree that the west side is the best side. All right, I'm doing a poll on the Instagram story when I post this, and we're gonna see. <laughs> and we're gonna. All right, we're all gonna, right. You want to put a bet Fair on enough. it? I'm putting ten bucks down that I get east side. Well, I suppose you probably do have more of the waterfall side of. <laughs> um yeah but if you following so you, you might it. win that one but how about this i'll put it on my story and then we'll see who <laughs> yeah you would win that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh shoot no but are you coming back to the east side anytime soon um just trying to think here yeah um you know probably the soonest i'll be back out is during november to chase some uh east river deer gotcha so, gotcha gotcha yeah maybe maybe a some sort of waterfall hunt i don't know i mean i don't really know my schedule i just go with the flow whatever's happening right. that weekend if i'm not busy i'm going to wherever it is going to be busy exactly so do you do you do you sp- or pick a specific county each time that you um go deer hunting every year for east and west river you don't have to say the county obviously i don't want you to do that but is it is it the same county every year or have you been to the point where like you're scouting and you run through these other counties and you start seeing new areas and you're like, okay, maybe, maybe I should try to, excuse me, harvest a different deer in this other county. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, uh, I do hunt all different counties, uh, around South Dakota. Um, I will say that I'm bad about getting stuck on a spot. I need to learn to get over a spot. I'll, you know, be at the same spot and, just imagining a big buck walking out when realistically, you know, give it a few days, let, let the glass do the work and move on. I, I, you can't be stuck on the same spot, go out there, explore new places, experience new things. And, uh, who knows, you know, you never know what's going to pop out of the, the cedar tree or what's going to be over the next ridge. How much time do you spend on? So, so it's the scouting since you since you're you've been waterfowl scouting you've been deer scouting, is the scouting for deer completely different than scouting for waterfowl? Um, uh, I'm not saying really honestly, I'm not, saying not finding really. them, like finding an animal. You know what I mean? Oh, finding find you're and like uh scouting as far as finding deer compared to finding waterfall yeah exactly say okay i'm gonna put it this way finding a deer grazing or something like that compared to finding a waterfowl feed in a cornfield let's just put it that way if that makes any sense is it easier one side or the other or is it just equal you know uh people might disagree with me on this but i i think finding a big buck is would way more harder than finding a, a goose feed i mean i don't know i i haven't dabbled into the whole um the only thing I really scout for in the waterfall world is snow geese, which you can, you know, look up in the sky and, Hey, there's some snow geese. Let's yeah, go find true. where these things go. 
So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure it's really hard uh, finding uh, a great goose feed, but uh, in my opinion, it is to find a big deer. It is really tough. I mean, I've been scouting since July 4th every single weekend and usually a couple weeks during the, or a couple nights during the week if I can get the time. And I still haven't found a buck that's uh, making my heart sing yet. So I guess it just kind of all depends, but on the situation, I mean, who knows, I could go out whenever and get lucky and find a giant deer. So it just, it is, you know, it kind of depends on how lucky you get or if you're in the right area type thing. Right. So you live nearby, obviously your West river. Um, yep. So East River, how much time do you plan yourself out for to come down here and scout and harvest a deer or try to harvest a deer or kill a deer? What what is it always been like a month, um, two weeks, or how does it plan out for you? So for East River deer, I um, last year I got really lucky and just found this spot. I mean, I do a lot of um, e-scouting, you know, Onyx, Google Maps, base map whatever whatever platform you use Mm -hmm. do a lot of excuse me do a lot of that to where it saves me time when i actually get to the spot so i i got like i said i got really lucky last year and found a spot east river killed a buck out of it the same day that i arrived but uh like this year i'm i'm gonna um plan out two weekends to hopefully kill my east river deer i have a good buddy Eli down there who uh is just kind of doing some leg work for me so hopefully he can uh he can do that and uh save me some time down there old Eli he's a damn good dude yeah he is so you gonna you gonna dabble with more than the caribou and the deer this year obviously you're gonna jump in with some um waterfowl and stuff like that but are you gonna dip your hands into another part of the outdoors or is it just caribou deer and waterfowl this year um, as far as I know, it's just caribou, deer, antelope, um, oh, that's antelope, yeah. trying to think, might go down to Arizona for coos deer, never done that before. And I kind of want to check that Ooh. off the list. So might do that if I get some time off. Um, other than that, just kind of the normal uh, that I can think of off the top of my head. I'm hitting up some new States this year though. So I'm pretty pumped about that. You know what's really interesting is you guys have that buddy from down in Texas. His name is like Walk or something, and that and it looks like you guys go for like those sick of deer and stuff like that. And you've done some pretty cool stuff down in Texas. You want to talk about that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, his name's Walker Alexander, and it's kind of crazy story on that one. Uh, it was Rick, probably five six years ago now. You know, we uh, we found each other on social media and um, just kind of got to bullshitting. And he's like, let's trade hunts. Uh, you you come down here for, they're actually called axis deer. You come down here okay. for axis deer, and uh, I come up there for meal deer. I'm like, heck yeah, I've never been to Texas. Let's do this. So he came up here, got him a meal deer, and then uh, I went down there for the first time chasing these uh, axis deer. And they're, they're a freaking neat animal. Super tasty, too. Really? Some of the tasty, oh, I mean, I would antelope and axis deer 10 out of 10 would recommend it to anyone but um went down there and i caught the rut just right on time and it's kind of weird those deer rut twice a year so i was able to catch the second rut and um got down there and he called in a great axis buck for me i killed it with my bow and uh it was quite the experience you know it is it is different down there because so many people are more into the high fence um money coming from a money standpoint down there everyone likes everyone is very wealthy um whereas up here you know you just kind of start knocking on some doors you build a relationship with the landowners and uh you're kind of set whereas down there if you don't fork over some cash you're kind of shit out of luck but lucky enough for me i had a connection so he was able to get me on some good ground and it wasn't high fence obviously but uh Got on some good ground, killed an axis deer, and then Snooty and I went down a year later and killed a couple more, and it's it's quite the experience. I would definitely recommend it to anyone out there. Is this kind of going to be a yearly thing that you go down there with this buddy down there in Texas? I mean, obviously, he's turned into a great buddy. Is this going to be just an adventure that's nonstop for you? Yeah, so um, this year, unfortunately, I wasn't able to go down there just oh, due to... No work and you know life just kind of hits you so you never know really know what you're going to be doing but uh 
this year I wasn't able to go down there, but next summer I'm definitely going down there. And uh, he always comes up here. Like last year he came up for antelope camp, deer camp, and turkey camp. So he like he likes. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Does he does he say like South Dakota more than Texas? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the the women down in Texas. Oh, I bet. Smokers. We don't there have good. I'm some... sorry. We don't have good looking women. Not a lot of good looking women here. In, no, in... I I thought you know South Dakota's not bad. You get some like East River. I thought there's some cuties over there. But then I went down to Texas and my mind was blown. Just freaking beautiful women every which direction. I was in heaven. Dude, have you ever went to Arkansas? Because I've heard Arkansas is a fine. The woman, if you're in the outdoors, if you haven't found one yet, in my uh, is know, that what I, I hear? Yeah, I've never been down there, but uh, Pep and I are going down in um, February for the snow goose guiding. Oh, so I'm Pep. hoping to pick up. I'm hoping to pick up a southern girl if she's got an accent. I'm definitely bringing her home to mom and um, <laughs> hoping to keep her up in South Dakota. So pretty pumped about that, you know. Uh, I think we're going to head to Ole Miss on our days off. and uh, That's what Pep was I, saying. He's like, I'm taking the boys to Ole Miss whenever we have a day yeah. off. We're, we're going we're gonna to go out on the prowl. We're going to find some beautiful <laughs> ladies to take back home with us. <laughs> I think you and Pep together is just an equation of terrible, in my opinion. But you guys oh, got to yeah. have a fucking hoot. Him and I together, it's a dangerous game. Whether it's women or waterfall or deer, it's it's going to be getting killed, that's for sure. <laughs> and you're going to be taking him on his first antelope hunt this year, too, is what he was saying on the podcast. Yeah. I'm gonna, I just sold him my old bow. I mean, it's only a year old, but I just sold it to him. So I kind of talked him into coming out here and trying to shoot an antelope. You know, I don't know how well it's going to go. Does he know what he get him? Damn good. Go ahead. Does he know what he's getting himself into? I I don't think so. <laughs> you know, it's a good time, but um, those antelope are tough. But this year it's super dry, so uh, water holes are going to be key, which is perfect for a newbie hunter mm-hmm. in the archery world because you're going to get a closer shot. You're going to have time to get prepared. So I think we'll kill him a goat. Um, and uh, either way, we'll have a damn good time doing it, though. Do you get excitement off of since we're talking about you t- taking Pep on a hunt with pronghorn? Or sorry. Jesus. Anyways, like taking people on these big game hunts and do you still get the same enjoy- enjoyment, like filling their tag on something that they've never witnessed and seeing that smile? Because I've obviously this has been a lot of waterfowl and I want to hear like if the, the big game, is it like the same sense of like you see their smile and you're like, oh my gosh, like this is why I love bringing new people, I guess. Yeah, 100% being able to see someone shoot their first deer or first antelope whatever it is especially with archery equipment i mean even rifle it is just awesome to see the smile on their faces knowing that they've never done it before and for me it's just you know like an everyday habit like i still love it so much and even when i get to bring a newbie out it just makes it so much more rewarding seeing how happy they get whenever they take down their first animal well i think i think I think Cole will do fine. He's a hardworking motherfucker, and there's a lot of hiking that goes into uh, pronghorn hunting or antelope hunting. You know. Oh yeah, I'm 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 gonna run his ass off. I'm gonna make him fucking run. He's gonna lose ten pounds when he's up with the Brock House boys. (laughs) No, yeah, he'll he'll do good. He's he's a great he's a great guy too. It's fun to hang around him. We uh, met through social media actually and started killing some turkeys together, and we're like shit. And look at us now, we're getting ready to plan all these hunts. Yeah, I met him down at Dive Bomb, and him and him and Trevor Bennett right next to each other, and I was the first time ever going to an event and meeting all these, like, you know, Instagram people and everything, and I've never went to an event, and I'm just, like, in awe. I'm like, oh, my gosh, these people are somewhat just like me, you know, just funny, laid-back people, but at the same time, almost a crackhead energy when they get a little bit of alcohol in them, and it's, yeah, oh, my yep. gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. You should have came down, my man. should have came down. I know. When was that? I'm not uh, really familiar with that. It was like June, like tenth, eleventh, twelfth. But I could be mistaken for that. But it was a hot son of a bitch. Yeah, we probably usually around that time of the year we have our. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Total Archery Challenge at all. It's just like oh yeah, that's right. Big bow shoot that. Uh, it's kind of more on the big game side of things that all the big dogs in the industry get together. You get to meet all these cool people and. Um, kind of uh take it off from there it's a really good time though you and fetty were doing that old cole fetchel yep yep he uh he came out from mitch and uh shot some bow together 
you know, Cole's Cole's another guy that that definitely gets after some of the big game and and he's dives hard into the the waterfowl and he's one of those goofy bastards that you probably get along with too. Not goofy, but just another good dude. Oh yeah, no, he's dumb as fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I love I love that kid. He he kind of gets the best of both worlds. He shoots the shit out of me and shoots big deer, so we get along pretty well. Is there ever an, another like big next step for you, or is it always just gonna be the next big deer or the next like thing? I know you're going for caribou, like that's another big big step. But it, obviously, there's always a a big game adventure hunt that's a dream of yours. Where does that dream lie, and how do you perceive that you're gonna get to that point? You know, um, I would say like my dream as far as an animal that I'd love to pursue is a. Uh, a mountain goat with my bow or a moose Ooh. with my bow. Um, I'm sure some time in life that I'll get to do that. But even when I get that accomplished, I still, any deer I take is considered my next big step. I just right, love right, it right. so much that I could do it every single day and be so satisfied with it. Sorry, I was taking a drink of my beer. Um, mountain goats. I never thought that you could shoot them with a bow because I started watching videos of them a couple months ago. And I was like, wow, that is an animal that you cannot sneak up on. And I'm like, just watching these rifle hunters, like get almost just a little bit close. And then I was like, there's no way bow hunting, Billy goat or whatever, mountain goat. And I'm like, these crazy bastards are getting in 30 yards of these animals that literally climb up mountains that you can't even sheer drop offs that you can't even climb up. Yeah. They're, they're a pretty crazy animal. They're awesome. My buddy actually, uh, Jackson Hilton, he guides in uh, British Columbia, does sheep hunts, and he oh, yeah. is really, really well at uh, guiding archery mountain goat hunters. And he said, you know, if they're in the right spot and, you know, you're kind of knowledgeable with putting a stock on things, you can stalk right in on them and uh, shoot them. It's pretty awesome. He actually had a crazy story where he, uh, I think it was a rifle hunter actually, but this guy was from, I don't even remember, Sweden or some other country. And he came up to shoot this mountain goat and he sh- starts shooting at this mountain goats and runs out of bullets and only hit it once. So he actually had to run it down and freaking like rope it with his, he made a little hand rope out of his walking stick, had to rope it and cut the thing's neck. <laughs> wow. You talk about yeah. dedication. Yeah. That's that and up in that country. I mean, you got to be, you got to be dedicated to whatever you're chasing. So do you have to go to a whole different country to harvest a billy goat? No. So you can, I mean, you can even kill them in South Dakota here, but they give away like one or two tags. I mean, it's realistically, I'm never going to draw in my lifetime unless I get super lucky, but right. you know, you can, you can kill them in the, in the lower 48. Um, but you can also like, I know Canada is really good for them. That's where a lot of people go. Do you have you ever thought about going bighorn sheep hunting then? You know, some people are uh, love sheep and uh, don't get me wrong. I'd love to kill one, but I ain't going to pay, you know, 35 grand to go kill a sheep. I'd much rather pay 10 grand and go kill a mountain goat. So but if you... I ever get, if I ever get presented the opportunity, I would definitely take it for the right, you know, if I had the right connection and go kill a sheep. Do you think it's kind of sad that some of these big game animals that have been around for hundreds of years, thousands of years, that people used to be able to go hunt them themselves and do DIYs, you know, do it yourself shit. And nowadays, some of these animals, you literally have to pay for a guide as soon as you get a tag to even hunt in the land that you're going into. Yeah, it is. It is sad, honestly, because like you just said, you know, back in the day, you could just go out do whatever you wanted, you know, be smart about it and go kill your dream animal. Whereas nowadays you need to be able to fork over a pretty penny in order to go kill these, you know, dream animals, which realistically half the people nowadays, I probably won't ever get to go kill a sheep or, you know, those high priced animals. And here's the other thing is they almost use safety or somebody going up and being unsafe and losing their life as a, granted like nobody wants to lose a life but they use that as an instant like that that's why you need a guide you need somebody that's experienced and all this stuff but it's like if somebody's taking the adventure to go do that they know the the limits of what's going to happen you know or if they don't then that's the that's the expectation that they take you know or that's the the drive that they take to get to that point 
But it's just, yeah, you, in my opinion, you know, like you were, like I'm saying, it's sad. It's sad that you have to fucking pay to go harvest an animal that you truly want to, and it's thousands of fucking dollars. Yep, it is. It is very sad. I mean, people, they say that when realistically, it's all about money. It is. Nowadays, if you're not willing to work your ass off, you can go pay to shoot the biggest buck in the state. Where it's it's sad because you don't get the it's hard for the true grinders to get out there and, you know, kind of show people what's up. Like, this is how you need to be doing the shit. It's fun. And the people that can just blow, just fuck you money is what Joe Rogan calls it. Like 30 to $50,000 for an animal. They truly don't care about the whole process. They just, no, they literally just care about the environment and pulling that trigger or pulling back on that boat or not even that. or they just are breaking fucking right inside their house. I'm sorry. That's I mean, it's literally how it is sometimes. 100%. You know, I respect those people for what they've done with their lives. You know, there's a reason why they have that much money, but exactly. the main they they're they're to the point where they just like to have whatever they're killing hanging on the wall. They don't care how it gets killed, how much work goes into it as long as they're flying back home with a sheep or whatever they're hunting. And almost in our eyes if we would go for a bighorn sheep or a billy goat and go through a whole week or a whole month of chasing down this one animal, after you do harvest that, almost tears comes to your eyes. Them, it's just like, oh, let's go get drunk. I mean, it might be different. You know, this is from our point perspective. And I'm not like taking down what, you know, these rich people do. But it's like, I wish that if they could just get told, you know, like how much effort goes into the outside of this, you know? Oh, exactly. No, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, it. Nowadays, it takes so much to go through the process of killing damn near anything that it's kind of sad getting to see these people just pay money for getting to pull the trigger when they don't even have to go through the process and respect the animal that they're about to take. Have you kind of noticed that we're really lucky here in South Dakota that a lot of places, a lot of other states for big game, like you were just talking about down in Texas with your buddy, you got to fork over money to harvest an animal. You have to fork over money anywhere almost nowadays in waterfowl to buy leases to even hunt private land. Here in South Dakota, we really don't have, we have so much public land. We have not a lot of outfitters because you got to pay for a non-resident or apply for a non-resident waterfowl license. I feel like we're so lucky here in South Dakota. Oh, yeah. I, I call South Dakota a sleeper state because, I mean, I love it so much. You there's so many endless opportunities in South Dakota to get out and hunt waterfall, hunt deer, hunt whatever you want to hunt and never see another person while you're doing it. Like if you're hunting big game, I mean, you can travel so far back into public land that no one knows you're there. You're just one with nature and you can go in and do your thing. It's, it's a really great thing. And all the Western States, you know, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming are like that, which I think is super awesome. I think, anyone out there should go and experience a backcountry type hunt where you just go in you're you're in the woods for days you don't have to worry about work emails cell phone nothing you just get to go off the beaten path and do your thing well and a lot of people like might say oh like south dakota you got to travel a lot further than other places and they don't think there's that many animals that we have here but we we truly do, and you prove it day in and day out with your social media. You know what I mean? And there's really nothing. Yeah, no, I mean those all those animals are taken from Montana. I went, I wouldn't recommend anyone to come out to South Dakota and hunt. Don't, don't come onto my property. There ain't a fucking thing here. <laughs> yeah, no, like you said, South Dakota, it is, it is awesome. I would uh, definitely glad that I moved from uh, Minnesota and ended up out here because it is. It is quite the hunter's paradise. Are you ever going to leave South Dakota? I have a very hard time believing that I am. You know, I don't think I will. I freaking love the hills with my whole heart. Um, if I had enough money to build a house right now on the hills, I would. Um, the only reason I could see myself moving, it would definitely be in a western state, whether it's definitely. Wyoming, uh, Montana, Idaho, Utah, just for uh, some sort of job um, in the outdoor industry. That's the only reason why I'd move. But for the most part, I will probably most likely stay in South Dakota. I've always like I I want to get out of Sioux Falls, dude. Sioux Falls. Oh yeah, like, you got it, dude. You got to move West River. I'm telling you, it is. I just, the, it is I'd have to change all sorts of career paths for that. You know what I mean? 
yeah, um, I'll get you a job out here. You actually want to come be my uh, my uh, filmer? I, I need a film guy. Yeah, I wish I was. I wish I was worth a half a fucking damn for a film guy. You know, I'm not worth worth a damn at it, but I'm damn sure gonna try. I actually tried filming a wedding, and I and my mom told me she's like, "Hey, they want you to film this wedding with your camera because you got." I just got an intro level camera, and I'm like, "Yeah, sure, whatever." I started recording it, and I just want to record the whole thing and zoom in on the bride and stuff like that. Anyways. Fucker quits at 12 minutes, just randomly. And I'm like, what in the heck is going on? And I never knew that it just dropped at 12 minutes. I don't know how to fucking fix it. So the whole fucking wedding, I had to fucking hit record after 12 minutes. <laughs> what camera do you run? Just the Rebel T7. I I, I was taking photos this, uh, this weekend, and I was hitting the shutter. And then going through the, flipping through the photos, and I was talking to Austin Sherwood on the podcast last time, I was like, so when do you think that somebody should, um, or even myself, like, get a new camera? And he's like, as soon as you know that your camera is not capable of doing one thing that you want to do, then you should upgrade. And I've already kind of gotten to that point, and I've only had my camera for, like, three or four months, and I'm not bragging. Like, I've always had, like, the looks or the, the mindset with technology, but... I don't know. This I was taking photos this weekend of the kids playing in this pool from a different family at the camper, and I could just see that my shutter wasn't going as fast as I wanted to, and I could have right. captured so many other moments. And I'm right. and I'm like geese flying or somebody coming back. I don't think my camera's going to be able to go fast enough shutter for a lot of the yeah. things that I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. And it all. I mean, in in the big game world, I mean you don't even have to have that great of a camera body just as long as you got a good lens. And I am not no professional photographer by any means, mm-hmm. but I do love taking pictures and I just have a, you know, a decent camera body, but I like to invest some decent money in lenses and that helps tremendously. Definitely. I think I got just the, the lenses that came with the rebel T seven. And then mm-hmm. my, my buddy is like, dude, that we both bought the same camera lens or sorry, camera body. Um, Drew Kaiser, and then he's like, dude, I just went and got this Tamron 18 to 400. He's like, dude, it's just a wide range. It's a telescoping lens, unfortunately. But anyways, it's another odd amount of money. And I'm like, dude, definitely. And I was up in Omaha working. And actually, I drove to the fucking nearest camera shop. And I was like, you guys got this? And they're like, yeah. And I was like, and I just bought it. <laughs> I just fucking bought it. And I was like, fuck it. But anyways, like that new lens, like even like you said, like lenses literally change the game for whatever body you're using. Oh, huh? I mean, really stellar shots with a shitty camera body and one hell of a lens. Whatever you're photo- phot- photographing, I mean, you can... It's pretty crazy what a lens can do. It is. I, I love everything that comes with a camera. and It's almost like just a, a reset button. And I've had a lot of photographers on, and it never gets old hearing their outlook on why they love it so much. Because it seems like every photographer is almost a little bit different. And I get to learn a little mm-hmm. bit more. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, I wish I could, as much as I love killing shit, I wish I could invest more time in taking pictures because, in my opinion, a good picture is worth 10,000 words. You know, it's just that memory that is everything. That's why, that's what got me into taking pictures um, is just being able to print off that picture and stamp it up on your wall and be like, that was a great fucking day. Right. You guys got to have that a lot with your family. Like, I do that, like, black bear hunts. I... Literally, I am praying that you guys go up there and there's four Brock houses behind a fucking huge caribou. Like, I I don't care who shot it. I'm like, dude, I pray that you guys fucking get that because <laughs> that I, shit's I awesome. We, I, yeah, same. I hope we can uh, I hope we can get one killed. I definitely want dad to shoot one. I mean, right. I don't even have to shoot one. It would be super cool. But just to experience one of the family members knocking down a caribou would just make my freaking year. I would definitely enjoy that. So who's going to be the face of the the YouTube channel then? Who's going to be the cameraman? Or are you guys all just going to switch on and off? <laughs> or you, you guys know don't what? really know yet? <laughs> Snoot, Snoot and I are going to run the cameras, and then we're just going to switch off. I think Snoot and I will mainly kind of run the show uh-huh. just because we, we, um, we do freaking damn near every hunt I go on. Snoot is with me. Whether he's shooting or I'm shooting, he's always with me, so... I think we're just going to kind of base it off whoever's wanting to shoot that weekend, whether we flip a coin or whatever it is. And just uh, whoever isn't shooting is going to be filming. And I think we'll be able to create some really quality content. 
Well, please stay true to yourself. Like, literally, with the YouTube channel, don't change who you are. Because you guys are a funny group of guys and down-to-earth gentlemen. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. No, oh, I'm not. I'm going to be... People are probably going to think I'm dumb as fuck. But they'll <laughs> They won't really know who you are, though. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Right. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just... The camaraderie that we're going to be able to create in the YouTube videos, I think, is going to be better than the shit that we kill. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, Connor, I hope the best for you guys up in Alaska, the great state of Alaska. Hope you enjoy it. Send me some pictures. If you shoot one, send me the picture over, and I'll post it on the page on the old the old story. Um, thank you so much for coming on, Connor. It was an absolute blast. Thank you. I really appreciate you having me on. It was good chatting with you, and I hope you have one hell of a season. We'll definitely have to get together and kill some stuff. Yeah, definitely. Whenever, like I was asking when you're going to be over here, and you kind of come over in a, in, a, in a ghost way, so I'll just see you when I do. How about that? <laughs> Sounds like a plan. All, All right. right. Have a good night, buddy. You too. Bye.